BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related, running, endurance, conditioning, wrecking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here at BeastNet and we're here for the Beast Report. And I'm just going to pass this right on to Kim in Virginia. So Kim, go ahead and start it off. Hi, Virginia. Hi, Mike. Um, just wanted to start off with saying hi to Virginia. And uh, this is going to be a real fun one because, Virginia, you've been so involved in GORUCK, which, as, as well as OCR, which is really fun to get, you know, a different uh, views on different sports. You know, we talk about OCR a lot, which, you know, we all love. But getting to know more about the GORUCK um, is going to be great. So really excited to talk with you about that. And yeah, uh, anyway, I kind of got plugged into. Oh, gosh. It was, it was kind of, of a. Oh, yeah. Well, we might as well start with uh, what was your first OCR race and what made you decide to try it? Oh, um, I know the answer. So, I know the answer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think Mike was there. Mike was there. Um, yeah. So Warrior Dash, um, and I guess it was actually about four years ago now, was my first OCR. And I actually decided to try it because a lot of people might not know. I used to play women's ice hockey. And I got really tired of the – I got tired of the drama. And so – I was at work one day, and some one of the guys in my office had done Tough Mudder, and I was watching the video somebody took of him and the pictures, and I'm like, you know, that looks kind of interesting. I'll try it. So, and, and most people know me. I don't just do one thing. I sign up for a gauntlet. So I signed up for Warrior Dash, Tough Mudder, Spartan Hurricane Heat, and the Spartan Super all within about four months of each other. Oh my so my first one though was Warrior Dash, and I thought I was going to die half halfway through the course. Um, I was, I didn't realize how out of shape I was, and it was just it was insane. And yeah, Mike, I think you were there that day. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting, yeah. and it terrified the crap out of me. So I ran and with then, the Beastmaster, then, the Beastmaster, and. Help me finish. Awesome. Because I I was really not okay with heights. As many people know, I was really not okay with heights at that time. And, yeah. Wow. So it was a lot of fun. And have you ever overcome that? Because I don't see you. You don't seem worried when I see you out on the course about heights now. <laughs> not anymore. Not thanks to Dingo. Wow. Um, that is so Mike was there the yeah. Mike's laughing because he knows exactly the moment I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> oh, I am. Yeah. So I met up with my first Spartan was the Spartan Hurricane Heat the night before the Super. And yeah. during that Hurricane Heat, we had to do A-frame races. And I had never even been on A-frame cargo net until oh, it was my. pitch black. Hating heights. Oh. Dingo comes and like bounces around me trying to get me to go faster, which did not help. Um, oh. and then after it took a couple of years after fracturing my ankle and everything, I came back, I guess it was last year. It was in the hurricane heat last year. Um, but we did a frame cargo stuff again in front of Dingo and I felt pretty good about it. So yeah, I, I got over that fear. Great. Um, I still don't like them. I, I still turn around and say a few choice words, anything with heights, but <laughs> It's nowhere near as bad as it was that night. Oh, that is great. Yeah. And Mike, oh, wow. Mike, Mike can attest to how bad that night was. It, it was. But the thing is, like you said, it was horrible, but you did it. I can remember, you know, yeah. you were, you could tell you were not happy. You did not like him. You didn't want to do it. Dingo's hopping around you like a little kangaroo. On the, you know, cargo yeah. net, trying to get you to go faster. <laughs> and you could tell you didn't like it, but you kept going. Most people would have, like, probably socked Dingo and, like, said, I'm done with this. <laughs> but you kept doing it, and that's, that's what was amazing. So, 
I did yeah, smart off to him. That is cool. Oh. I did smart <laughs> off to him, and I did apologize later. But, yeah. Well, you got to smart off to him occasionally. <laughs> now I know this. Yeah, right. At the time, yeah, it's like, nice. cool, scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, that's a huge challenge, I mean, that you overcame there. And uh, that kind of leads into the next one is how has OCR helped you to overcome challenges, you know, in addition to the heights? <laughs> in addition to heights. Um, in addition, so this is yeah. Kinda, yeah, in addition to just heights. I still don't like heights. So I can just do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Challenges, you know, really, when, I, when we were talking about this before, I, I was thinking a lot about the challenges of getting ready for an event. Um, you know, so with doing, like, a go-ruck heavy, which is going to last 24 hours long, um, the challenge of training for it at first looks like a massive mess. I'm like, how am I ever going to get ready for something that's over two hours long that I've never done. I don't know what to do. Um, but OCR and then kind of the go-ruck side, I learned to break things down. Um, I look at things really differently now. So I can look at something, I can break it down into more manageable pieces. Because a lot of times, you know, challenges in home or any other situation can look like just something that there's no way you're going to get through. And the OCR community as well, you know, Go Ruck kind of taught me to look at it, take a step back, figure out a plan, and then try and execute that plan. That's great. Yeah. One step at a time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, that, yeah, that's really great. Oh. Um, what do you love most about the uh, OCR and endurance uh, community? So it's more the sense of family. You know, and when I first started, you know, OCR, um, the night, the day after the, the hurricane heat with the super, um, a bunch of us actually did the super together the next day, and that was kind of my introduction to what this was. Um, nice. You know, it's that sense of community with pretty much, except, I mean, just all three of my kids, um they know a lot of our team, and if we're at races or if I'm at a go-work event, they will go into a team tent, and they'll just kind of make themselves at home, and they'll figure out who they know. Um, and even if they don't know them, especially my six-year-old, will make friends with everybody. But it's that sense Aww. of community. And then the funny thing was I found that Maddie's too, awesome. I started <laughs> – <laughs> Maddie is the wild child redhead that has no fear, I loves love everyone and everything. Um, I love Maddie. Yeah. I mean, I love Elliot too, but I mean, Maddie is just yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maddie is the redhead fire child that just. I think every time she sees oh. you, Mike, she runs up and bonks you for the fun of it. She does. She does. Um, <laughs> and then when I started into the Go Rock, um, it's a very similar community. So as much as the OCR community is focused on, you know, supporting each other, you know, especially like in the open heats, everybody supports each other. Everybody is out there just to, to do your best. Um, when I started into GORUCK, once again, so I started into GORUCK not really knowing what I was getting into. My husband said, hey, I did this thing called Constellation. You might like it. So what do I do? I sign up for a 12-hour event back-to-back with a six-hour event because, uh, yeah. Um, And within that 18 hours, I learned, you know, these people are very similar to what we have within the OCR community. Um, They're really focused around the military, so they're really focused on back um, helping military families or, you know, paying tribute to fallen soldiers um, like that. And they're also just big about like the OCR community of getting people off the couch, but it's getting people off the couch in a different way. So you're walking with weight. Um, we took, so kind of an example of this is this. So there's something called Santa Ruck and it's a charity based type thing. Um, kids can get involved 
The first year I took Elliot because I know Elliot and she can do it. This last year I took all three of my kids. And Alvin at first was not going to play. Alvin, for those of you who don't know, has autism and hydrocephalus. Um, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. But one of the rules in Rock for this event was someone had to be the Grinch. And the Grinch was too good to walk. The Grinch always had to be carried. Alvin became the Grinch. And he got carried for like a mile and a half in a Grinch costume. Um, And no one said a word that he was clingy with the adults, that he didn't want to go with the kids. Um, I talked to the cadre who was running it, and I said, hey, he needs to stay with the adults. And the cadre's like, sounds good, as long as he's having fun and as long as he's involved. Um, So, yeah, it was that that kind of honestly shocked me with bringing him along. So, yeah, it's that's probably the biggest thing. Um, yeah, and including course, everyone. Yeah, that Alvin, yeah, and of course, you know, when Alvin's out on Spartan courses and stuff, he always acts like American Ninja Warrior, and nobody even like thinks twice about it. That's the great thing with him is he can like he'll run up to Mike um, and start announcing the mic, and Mike's like, "Hey, that's cool. What's up?" Or he'll run up to Brandon, and he he'll look at Brandon and go, "Hi, Brandon," and then run off. Oh, he's like, cool. Hi, Alvin. Oh. So. He's a great kid. So, and it's great to see oh, that, it, you know, transfer down starting with you to your, your whole family. I mean, that is just so cool. Yeah. So my, so my first Spartan race was also my kids' first Spartan race. And I lied oh, about wow. Maddie's age at the time so that she could do the half-mile course. She was three oh. at the time. <laughs> Wow. And I lied about her age and said she was four um, because I didn't want her siblings doing the half-mile course and not her. Right. So, yeah, my first official Spartan race was also my kids' first Spartan. That's and they so were neat. Oh. oh, I bet. Oh. Well, who inspires you? And I... We think that may go right back into your kids there. They've done so much. Um, yeah. That's well inspired. So, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is my kids. Um, Alvin, I mean, I, I know, Kim, you've been around Alvin a little bit, and I know, Mike, you've been around mm-hmm. him the last couple of years. Um, oh, yeah. To watch what he's gone through, um, to watch him become his own person and grow up, even despite having, you know, a diagnosis has been huge. Um, there are days that, you know, I watch him struggle to understand the world around him. And watching how much effort he puts into that is inspiring to me. Um, and then Elliot. Now, Elliot's like my little mini Um <laughs> And with Elliot, I'm very aware that she's watching me now. And she basically mm-hmm. kind of inspires me to to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Um, she is the, the little mature mommy. She knows more about kids with disabilities than most kids would know. Um, but she works her tail off. Um, and something kind of funny, it was interesting that she came home last week from practice, from gymnastics practice, and said that she fell and actually hit really hard on the beam. And she got back up like nothing happened. And one of her friends said, oh, my gosh, you know, I'd be like in the floor crying. And Elliot looked at her friend. She's like, well, I am my mom's child. Oh. And just says it with a straight face and gets back up. And I'm like, oh, wow. I love um, it. And then Elliot, too, you know, she's my inspiration because – I see her pushing. You know, she's nine years old. In the summer, she's training 18 hours a week in gymnastics. Wow. Um, To watch her push to a goal inspires me to not give up on nine. Um, And actually, during the heavy, tough, and light, the HTL, she gave me something to keep in my ruck that says, this is a stupid idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
<laughs> and I kept it with me for all 48 hours, and it was it was inspiration to keep going because it's a stupid idea, but I'm going to do it. Um, you know, and then kind of Maddie, Maddie, you know, Mike already talked about it. Maddie's a little Spitfire. Maddie is kind of my reminds me sometimes to not be afraid of myself, not be afraid of if something sounds so crazy. Well, it's crazy, but that's fine because she's going to go after it anyway. Um, another kind of source of inspiration is, you know, if we're talking about community. Um, so within the Go Rock community, people that do these events are called GRTs. Um, I've met so many people. You know, I've met one guy who's actually going to be doing um, the next Heavy Tough Light, the HTL, with me soon, who's lost over 100 pounds. And he's just done it with rucking, watching his diet, and just putting in the work. Um, watching what these guys can do with 80-pound 80 80 bags keeps me on my toes. And watching them push through their adversities and watch what they're trying to do, that inspires me to not back off um, in mine, for sure. And I guess kind of the last thing is, um, so I work with coaches about three days a week. Um, these are coaches that actually saw me through my physical therapy on my ankle for both the fracture and the uh, surgery. And, you know, they they inspire me to keep pushing because a lot of times if I'm doing a two-a-day, which Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday right now I train twice a day, and I'll come in on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons and just be dead tired. Like, I don't want to do this. I am exhausted. Everything hurts and I'm dying type thing. You know, I, I'm i just physically and mentally done. Um, and I'll walk in some days and they'll basically kind of push me a little bit. They'll inspire me to not give up because they'll, you know, they'll say, hey, you did this last time. What can you do? You know, or, hey, we're going to try this. And they'll change it up so that I'm not really getting bored and one coach in particular um actually did the go work light with me twice i convinced him to actually do two go work events with me and he said he would never look at it the same way again oh yeah. that's so nice when they realize yeah. what you what you're doing you know they can just uh relate so much more and program for you even better yeah and go work is it's a different animal i mean it's there's not a course it's more like a hurricane heat um mm -hmm. and you're carrying weight for you know miles and miles I mean, on the heavy we covered 44 miles in 20 hours and my rut to start the heavy weight in about 40 pounds. So, yeah, it was, it was really, it was a lot of, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on. Yeah. But, um, Definitely. yeah, I mean, these guys, he inspired me when he, when he even said he'll do it. And then when he said that he'll do the light with me at the end of the HTL, I'm like, well, I can't back down now. If you're coming, oh, I, I can't it. back off. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of no. fun, but, man. Oh, that is awesome. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. Uh, what's your favorite endurance or OCR memory? So this is kind of two parts. because um, So I just came back from Kimberly last week. And those who have not done Kimberly do not understand the level of, um, yeah, the, the level yeah. of hatred <laughs> of that mountain. Um, one person said actually Tahoe was easier. The Tahoe Ultra Beast was probably easier than what we saw in Kimberly. And Tahoe, I know, I haven't been there, but I've heard Tahoe is a nightmare in itself. But for me in Kimberly this year, it was crossing the finish line of the beast. 
And last year, the beast um, demoralized me. It was horrible. It took me nine hours, which is second longest to only doing a decent crutches for me. And I was in decent shape last year, but climbing that mountain peak four times on a black diamond ski slope just just destroyed me. And this year we did it, I think, three and a half because wow. because of Johnny, the course director. But when we finished, I was wearing a watch, and I, and I didn't look at the time the entire time. But finishing that course and realizing that I had actually done it in six hours this year instead of nine Wow. Just blew my mind. And I had so much fun on course because there were two people from Warrior State of Mind that we were playing leapfrog the entire time. Oh, they would get right. ahead of me. I'd get ahead of them. And, you know, it, we would joke about how bad the course was. And we would joke that we're never doing it again. And, of course, we probably will. Um, <laughs> we say that about was, Montana every year. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, and, and by the way, Mike, in this course, we were actually all talking about doing the Montana Ultra Beast. All three of us. Oh, wow. I've heard about that nightmare. <laughs> yeah, ask, ask me again in like, well, no, in a couple months, and we'll see if I decide if I'm going to attempt that disaster or not. Um, it can't be as bad as Kimberly. So there's a few of us too. If you ever hear anything about Kimberly, it's thank goodness it's not Kimberly. Um, gorgeous <laughs> views, but man, that entire weekend, just last weekend, feeling the sense of accomplishment of beating my times, but knowing like the shape I'm in. And then kind of the second part of that, my so a lot of people know because um, I've not exactly been quiet about it. Um, I spent. Just over six months training for the GORUCK HTL, which stands for Heavy, Tough, and Light. Um, and this event, this, there's three events to it, and it lasts about 48 hours total. And our HTL class was underweight for 35 hours, so we had on a ruck for about 35 hours. We got about four hours of sleep within that, between starting Friday night at 5 and finishing Sunday at, like, six, I think, or something like that, five or six. Um, wow. And training for that was around, like, 15 to 18 hours a week some days. I mean, some weeks it was nuts. But finishing that event that I put so much work into, and up until even doing the first part of the event, the heavy, I had never attempted an, an endurance event over 12 hours. And so I went into this going, I really, really hope I make it. Like, I really hope my training pays off. And when we got through the heavy, we indexed. The heavy supposed to go 24 hours. We went 20 hours, but we covered 44 miles. Um, wow. I was in shock. I was in absolute shock that we had just finished. And then knowing that my coach was actually bringing, he was on the way to bring me food. Um, and starting the tough and the tough is 12 hours long and we covered 20 miles at that point. So, you know, finishing the tough and then having my coach, um, and one of our friends meet us for the light, the light all gets patched. And the next thing, you know, and like the, there are eight of us who did the HTL that weekend. And it was surreal because okay. we get our light patches. The cadre's over there giving us our patches. And the next thing he does is he calls up the people that were doing the HTL. And granted, my memory is still quite fuzzy um, because I was <laughs> not having slept a whole lot at that point. Um, but Cadre, Daryl, and Dustin called the eight of us. And there were seven guys and then myself. And he basically wow. told the light class there, he said, guys, this group of eight has literally gone through everything we can throw at them. They've done countless hours of PT. They've done a ton of hydro burpees in the sound. 
um, you know, miles and miles. We ended up at 72 miles at that point. Getting the getting my bolt is what they call it. So it's it's a patch with three lightning bolts on it. Was what was probably the best feeling that I've had between OCR or GORUCK because it basically meant this insane idea that I went to my coaches in November, December last year and said, hey, I think I want to do this. And them looking at me like, you are absolutely insane, but okay. <laughs> um, it was hard. I mean, Mike, you were there. Like, I was – Mike, Mike was Mike came and met me because I I was really excited to see like had people there. When mm-hmm. Mike came there, I was actually still running somehow. I can't she was. remember how. I was shocked. Wow. Oh my. Um. Oh. And you know, and having my coach there, uh, I will say that my family did not come down um, during any of the events because I. I I requested emotional detachment during that time because I knew how bad it was going to be. Um, but a few a few people knew about what was going on, and I remember seeing Mike and I. <laughs> I was just like on cloud nine. It didn't. I don't think it even felt like I hadn't slept at that point. No, but yeah, I know Mike was looking at me like, "Why in the world are you still running?" <laughs> that was pretty much my thought. I'm like. I have a pretty good idea of what you've been through, and I know I wouldn't be even standing at this point, let alone running. <laughs> yeah. And how were your and feet after actually, all that time? Did, um, did your so feet stay here, pretty good Here's shape? the key. Yes. Yeah. Um, so here's the key. During my training, um, I would train. I would go in and do, basically do hills while Elliot was in gymnastics a lot of nights. And I tested – Every shoe and sock combination I could find until I found one that didn't didn't give me any blisters. So I finished the heavy and had no blisters at all. We started the tough, and I got a very small one, but I had um, some body glide with me or some, like, Vaseline-type stuff. Immediately lanced what was about to start being a blister, Um, put the body glide on, and had nothing. And then during the light... Um, the only thing I changed in the light was instead of having a wool sock and a liner, I actually used compression socks with my boots that time because I knew how bad my calves were probably going to be. Mm-hmm. So, but even then, we I think we covered about eight miles in the light, and I still didn't have any blisters. Um, That's great. My feet, so I, I held up really, really well, um, but it took about two weeks after that to fully recover it was oh, i bet it was a challenge and i wanted of course yeah mike i know you're going to love this the idea i wanted to go and get back into things a lot faster than what anyone wanted me to and you getting back into something before you're I, supposed to that never happens no <laughs> yeah yeah my, luckily luckily my my coach was you know at the light and when he dropped me off, because I didn't drive at any of this, my coach actually dropped me back off at home, and he gave me some very stern warnings. He said, if you violate my rules, I'm dropping you as a coach. Um, oh. And basically, yeah, and, and he, he, he had every right. I mean, I fully admit I've done stupid stuff. Montana Beast is probably up there with the stupidest idea. But... You know, having him just flat laid out, say, "Look, you cannot get back into this very fast." Um, it was needed, and it actually worked out. So it, it was about a two-week build back up. I took a full day to sleep, um, and just start moving a little bit. But it was two weeks until yeah. I was back lifting or wrecking or anything. But yeah, the yeah. New HCL well, was was the, kind of the pinnacle and yeah wow. I'm, I'm sitting here That's thinking about it. it's just it's still a, it's it's crazy and I can't believe I'm going to do it again oh, oh my goodness. goodness so yeah that is awesome <laughs> oh 
Well, that is quite a feat, quite an undertaking, and you did it. I mean, what an awesome memory, and what a great, I mean, that's just a huge accomplishment. And, and anyone who's looking to do an HTL, please reach out. Um, I documented everything in a lot of detail, um, not only training for me, but just food. I mean, like food. I had everything labeled. I had bags on top of bags labeled because I didn't know how I was going to do with their sleep. So, but yeah, if anyone's curious about it or just any of the go stuff, please reach out. Because if I don't know the answer, I know somebody who does at this point. Oh, wow. Oh, so you did mention you got about four hours sleep. Was that between like the heavy and uh, was it between? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was between okay. events. Okay. Wow. So we, we finished one event. <laughs> we finished one event. Wow. Um, I, I basically paired up with a couple other guys. We went back to a hotel that was close. Um, we were able to eat everything we could, everything hot that we could. Um, so I remember I had chicken teriyaki and they had pizza. Uh, we got showered <laughs> and then we slept for about two and a half to three hours, I think. Between wow. the heavy and the tough. Um, and then okay. Barrett met me at the end of the tough, and I actually slept in the back of his car for a little while just to take a quick nap before the light. Um, but wow. there were breaks during the heavy. I know that one person fell asleep, and the cadre woke them up in a very interesting fashion. Oh, dear. By getting right in their <laughs> face, like leaning right over into their face and going, hi there, and waking them up, and it scared them to death. Oh. Oh, yeah, so your own sleep comes, comes in between events, and it's very wow. little that you'll actually get. Oh, and what so. was the temperature like? Was it cold? I mean, pretty cold that time um, of year? No, it was – so this was at the end of May, 1st of June. So it wasn't too so bad. So it was actually really warm. Oh, no, it was warm. Um, oh, nice. The sound was cold, I can tell you that. The only yeah, I time bet. I almost quit was during was during twenty two hydro burpees on the tough. Um, oh dear. That was the only time I contemplated quitting because of the ice cream headache, the cold headache from doing burpees in the sound. Um, but no, at, during the heavy, we actually had to walk off the pier and get totally wet. Um, no rock wow. on at the time, but yeah, we had to get totally wet. And then we did hydro burpees at the end of the heavy. And then we did hydro burpees at the end of the tough. And then we started, the the light was really warm. I think it was probably about 75 degrees. And we started the wow. light by doing hydro burpees. And oh I was okay goodness. with that. Um, right. Because he actually made the entire HTL class go and show the light class how to do it. So we all had to link arms, walk into the sound together, get waist deep, dunk ourselves walk three steps up, and then do, I think it was six hydro burpees in the sound. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, Hey, my. it's a good wake-up call. Did you, uh, yeah, that'll definitely keep you awake. <laughs> Did you change between events at all? Um, or were you just kind of wet and went into the next one? No, I, I did change. Um, I changed a couple of things. I had... I had contingency plans, though. I had backup pants and shirts and everything else. Um, for the light, though, I remember I did specifically change into shorts because I it had gotten warm enough to do that. But basically, just quick dry shorts. I wore a Seattle Spartan Race um, T-shirt for the light, and I wore um, my Kimberly <laughs> my Kimberly uh, Spartan shirt from the year prior because I'm like, these are both horrible ideas. So I'm gonna wear something that I remember was horrible. So when I oh. do the next thing, it's horrible. Um, it all really. But no, I, I remember. I, <laughs> yep, and I, I changed shirts I think once, but everything else really dried pretty quickly. And then when we were at the hotel, um, somebody actually took our clothes and threw them in a hotel dryer for us. Oh, no. Nice. About. So yeah, we. I don't, it's hard. I don't. I don't know if I could do an HTL weekend without having help. You really need yeah. somebody there to kind of watch your back and make sure that you're okay. Um, because mm-hmm. as I learned, it's it's very physical, but it can also get very mental. 
you want somebody who's not going to let you quit, who's not going to let you think about it. Um, right. And in our case, we had a couple of people that were there. But, yeah. Yeah, There's you had a, a great support system. I, I, I'm lucky enough that, you know, sorry about the community. One guy actually had reached out to me because we were in downtown Seattle. He was like, hey, I've got a hotel room. Let's split the cost, you know. My wife is going to be there. She'll kind of help make sure that we're we're moving and double check and make sure we're awake when we're supposed to be. Um, and then my coach oh, Barrett. Man. I mean, Mike met him at the very end, but he mm-hmm. drove from Everett. He drove from the Everett area a couple of times. He dropped me off at the heavy. He brought me the biggest thing of chicken teriyaki I've ever seen between the heavy <laughs> and the tough, and they tray eight. Um, and then he came back to the light and, you know, he did the light with me and he was kind of watching me and making sure I was okay. And, you know, wow. it, it was, it was just really, really awesome to have, to have that, that sense of community. And now, you know, that HTL group, they call you a team within the teams and you really are, um, you know, kind of I going bet. back to that sense of community. This, the eight of us would be in another, would be in the second half of the event, and you could tell we're all hurting, but no one would let each other give up. You know, you were checking in with people, hey, how you doing? You know, are you okay? I know you hurt your knee. Are you okay? Um, everything hurts, so you don't ask if anything's hurting. You just, you know, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going, and you don't talk about quitting at all. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. What a great experience. My goodness. Oh. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. Well, tell us something about yourself that few people know, and it doesn't have to be OCR or endurance-related, just anything anything you want to share. So I think I, I've talked about this very rarely. Um, so the place I train is a physical therapy slash athletic coaching place, and there's a door that says athlete's entrance. And even when I finished my PT side, I was hesitant to ever walk in that door um, because one of the coaches one day, he's like, oh, you know, you're one of our athletes. And I remember I looked at him and I started laughing. And I'm like, why are you calling me an athlete? I'm like, I am an engineer. I'm a Girl Scout troop leader. I'm a mom of three kids. I'm a wife of my husband. Athlete sounds like the funniest thing you've ever called me. And I, I really struggled with that. And sometimes I, I did struggle, and I sometimes still do when one of my coaches will say, will say it. Um, because it, I just never felt like I fit the term. You know, and I was, even when I'm training 15 to 18 hours a week, even when I'm training twice a day, three days a week, um, I've never considered myself an athlete. That's just, it's just not me. But um, once again, Barrett, one of my coaches, had another sit-down with me one time, and he basically explained to me how I did fit it. And he said, you know, do you see the kids that are in here, you know, working towards their goals? He's like, we call them athletes. What makes you any different? And I said, well, I'm not a kid. He's like, He's like, all right, smart Alex. That's not what I meant. Um, <laughs> and so we were talking about it, and it took until finishing the HTL that I, I finally was okay with it because if you look on the GoRuck site, they say that you know, finishing the HTL means you're one of the – you're basically one of the fittest endurance athletes out there. And I think it yeah. took finishing that HTL to say, okay, maybe I am an athlete. And, you know, maybe I do actually fit it, even though it's hard for me to identify with that term specifically. Um, 
I started to learn that maybe I actually am. And it's, but yeah, so it's just the label. There's no maybe. I've always struggled. No maybe. No. <laughs> definitely, no maybe. definitely an athlete. <laughs> yeah. There's no maybe. You and Yeah. Yeah, and that was just something weird because, like, I'm I'm more comfortable with my daughter being called an athlete than I was me, and yet we're training the pretty similar amounts most of the time. Um, <laughs> so yeah. But it was, it's just, it's been an interesting journey, and you know, to be able to get to that point and go through that process. I think what it is, is if you think about it, most time when people think athlete, they think the stereotypical athlete, the football player, the tennis player, the, you know, baseball player, you know, those kind of things and those kind of athletes. Right. When in all reality, all of us, if you're getting off the couch, if you're out there doing athletic things, you're an athlete. You may not be right. at the same level as, you know, a Russell Wilson, but you're right. still an athlete. So don't don't ever say yourself short. You, you you are definitely an athlete. And and that's kind of what
somewhat full speed on Tuesday and completely full speed by this morning. Um, I basically had one day off. I only had one day off um, because as my You took a day off? Yeah, because we were driving. Um, (laughs) Oh, because you were driving. driving. Yeah, we were driving. I couldn't work out. My husband wanted to pull over so I could do a workout. Well, I I was actually in the car with um, Tim, Brandon, and J.D. Oh, okay. I'm surprised that Brandon didn't pull over to do a workout. Brandon would have done burbies in the the parking lot, but he didn't this time. The last time time I went on the trip with Brandon... He would stop every time we went to go to dinner or lunch or anything like that, and he had to do burpees before he would eat. So he would do it pretty much in front of the restaurant and just do burpees on the mm-hmm. sidewalk before he could eat. It's Brandon's crazy. So, no, so on I the love way him, to Kimberly, but he's crazy. On the way to Kimberly, we stopped to get dinner, and someone looked at him and said, Brandon, you can't go in yet. You haven't done your burpees. And he's like, nope, not happening this time. I'm eating. Oh, that's funny. So I have witnessed Brandon on a road trip not doing burpees for you. Um, Whoa. No, my coach actually – so my coach posted after I said on Sunday that um, I was really happy with how I did in Kimberly because I I cut my times pretty good. He says – Great job. Congratulations. Now it's time to step it up. Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> this is about to be fun. Like, mm. um, no. You're in trouble now. Um, <laughs> no, no, not yet. So five weeks. Um, so it's actually six weeks from the day that we're talking. I am doing the Go Rec 50-mile star course again. Um, awesome. There was actually a joke about the star course during the light because somebody from behind me yelled, hey, Virginia, how much training does it take to do the 50-mile star course? And in my delirious state, I looked at him. I'm like, well, if it's me, apparently you don't need any. Um, But this time I've learned my lesson, and I'm keeping up my mileage. So I'm doing the 50-mile star course. And then two weeks after that, the same weekend as the Seattle Beeson Sprint, um, I'm going for my second round of HTL bolts within four months. Oh, wow. I I decided to not do the um, Seattle Beast weekend. Um, what happened was I had a couple of guys message me when the heavies went on sale and said, hey, would you consider doing an HTL with us? And my first response was No. <laughs> I'm like, I just did this. It was horrible. It was stupid. I don't know if I want to do this again. Um, But just like Montana, I I get some time to think about it. And actually, I – so, Mike, I asked my coach first. I said, are you going to disown me if I do this? Wait, you did what? And You asked for permission? I actually asked for permission. Virginia doesn't ask for permission. No. Yeah, I I sent him a text and I said, hey, I know I just told you at training this past week that I was not doing another HTL this year because of the damage it did to my body. I said, but the heavies are on sale for half off. (laughs) But. (laughs) I said, what do you think my chances are doing this again? And. I just got back this text of laughing, and he said, look, <laughs> if anybody can pull this off, it's you. He, he's been with me since this time last year before I even did the stupid Star course. Um, and he's, he's trained me every single week. So I asked for permission for the first time, and, yeah, so I'm on track. Granted. Um, I'm I'm taking and once again I'm back to two a days, fifteen to eighteen hours a week training right now. Um, I just got my eighty pound sandbag in to fill and play with because um, my goal is to clean that. So yeah, I'm going to be doing the um, HTL, and then after nice. that, um, Kim, 
I don't know about you, but I'm going back to Dallas. Me too. For the ultra. Ultra beast. Yeah, so me too. I'm, I'm doing, I'm, and on the way to Kimberly, I was talking to Brandon, and he's like, hey, you know in Dallas, they're doing the beast both days, so you could technically still get your double trifecta. So um, I'm going to do the ultra on Saturday. I'm going to do, and I'm going to do, or attempt, I should say, the beast and sprint back-to-back on Sunday. Oh, wow. There's no, there's no attempting. There's just doing. Yes. yes. It's just a matter of finishing the beast in time. Um, yep. And then, of course, I'll be at Washu. I will be at Washougal. Um, I'm really excited because Washougal in August has the Spartan, um, special Spartans for the first time. And I, I know. That's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, so I'll have Elliot with me. She's going to do her trifecta in a day. It's just going to be the two of us coming down. And I've got some friends that will be doing their first race in Washougal. So I'm really excited to, um, open up their world and their friends have a daughter. And Elliot's going to be taking her through, I think, the one-mile course. So, yeah, Washougal's definitely there, but, um... I'm kind of focused on the longer endurance stuff at this point. One of my coaches even told me last week, he said, I'm not even concerned about you tapering for anything over under five miles. He's nice. like, if it's under five miles, I don't care. He's like, just don't yeah. get hurt. Right. But yeah. So this is becoming the year of just the ultra endurance stuff. And nice. I guess has a lot of things. It's not going to be the end of the year, but it's possibly for next year. Um, if anyone's heard of GORUCK Team Selection, mm-hmm. it's a step up, and it's another really crazy idea. Um, if I can find a teammate, I'm looking into it. But it's essentially 48 hours, no sleep, um, weighted task sandbags it's going to be it's going to be brutal selection it was team selection this year only two teams actually even showed up they had women sign up but not show up so the goal is to get more women out there and go rex itself for anybody who's not aware um our heavy class had 22 people and it was only three women wow so Women are very, in a lot of these, you don't see a ton of women doing these. So it's a lot of fun to kind of break the molds and really go after it. So possibly team selection next year. But that's only an idea. I nominate Janelle. It's not going to (laughs) be. Janelle, the key thing with team selection is you train together for the months prior leading up to it. But yeah, Janelle would be great. I, I think we'd do really well. Well, except you live in Everett, she lives in Tacoma. But, but yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm, but, I, I'm sorry for throwing Janelle under the bus there, but I just threw Janelle under the bus. <laughs> um, yeah, I nominate Janelle. Um, I think you and the donkey would do amazing. So. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, so Janelle and I did um, the first Beast Breaker together. We did actually we've done all the beast breakers together. So yeah. I met her I think in the first beast you guys are, and I thought she was a badass. So you guys are a couple of the only ones that have done every beast breaker, right? Or is it every ghost? I don't um, remember. There's so many of those weird yeah, things. Yeah, there, there's there's a few. There's there's a few of us, but I think there's like five or six maybe. I think at most there's five or six of us that have done all all the beast breakers. And I know that is coming up in the year. I did not forget about that. Um but yeah, Beast Breaker definitely in the year. I think Janelle's actually gonna help run it this year, so it's kinda of sad I won't be able to suffer with her. She'll just be watching me suffer. Yeah, but, she know. seems like she likes that a little too much though. <laughs> uh it's it's yeah, it's all good. You know. It's all it's all good. It'll be fun either way. Uh oh, yeah. I'll I'll have What's fun that? watching whatever they decide to throw at us this year. So. Nice. 
Well, it sounds like some exciting things coming up for the rest of the year and, and even beyond. So, wow. Good times yeah, for it, sure. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, it's a huge challenge, but, you know, I, I can't wait to I can't wait to see if I can pull off getting my bolts for the second time in four months because oh, I went on to a couple goodness, of these yeah. and I'm like so like I'm like what are the odds of somebody doing this? They're like, well, not a whole lot of people do it, but it's doable. I'm like, okay, here we go. You just can't oh. let your training. <laughs> Basically, you've got to keep it your training. That's the key thing. You can't slack oh, off. You'll now. get it. You'll get I don't think it. you know. Yeah, I don't think I'm you know also, how to slack off. Do you? I don't think she does. Um, <laughs> in certain I pretty much figured out with you. It's like it's all or nothing with you. Seems like everything you do, it's like either you're gonna do it all the way, like full on, like bat crazy, or it's nothing. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. And I say that um, in the greatest, in the nicest coaches, way possible, but. <laughs> I, and I appreciate it, but. One of my coaches to this day still will remind me. He's like, I will never forget the day that you told me you were going to do 50 miles on the star course. And I asked you what in a couple of months. And you said no in two days. Oh, He's like, that's right. when I knew what I was up against with you. <laughs> I'm like, it took you that long? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. The same coach that I'm working with right now, I told him that. And... He's like, so what? You're gonna do this in like a month? And I'm like, no, two days. He's like, all right, that was a stupid idea. Um, oh my! But you know what, Mike? You're right. I, I I don't do things small. My first go work event was a tough and light back to back. That's not normal. <laughs> Most people start with a light, which is the reason why I'm here. November. And, and there's a Pearl Harbor one coming up in December. Yeah. So, but yeah, most people start with a light. They don't start with a 12 hour. Um, and then that 12 hour too, <laughs> I was the only woman. So. Yeah, but we've all learned really quickly. Time. You're not. In, you're not most people. <laughs> yeah. And I'm good with that. <laughs> it's like it's like I, like I told it. Elliot, you know. <laughs> I've told Elliot, I know I'm different. I'm not gonna be a gym mom. I'm not gonna drink wine. Let's just face it. I wore a skirt to a friend's wedding for the first time, and I've not worn a skirt in ten years prior to that. I'm not your normal mom, and I'm okay with that. You yeah. just have to be okay with awesome. at some point. So, yeah. Normal is boring. Yep. <laughs> Normal is very boring. And I think Maddie reminds me of that every day. <laughs> like I said, yeah. Maddie is awesome. It's a lot of fun. A little spitfire. <laughs> oh, she's amazing. Yeah. As I said, and, you know, she's, we had during Go Rock Light this year, um, they had a kid cadre, so they had a guy running just the kids and they were all they were all carrying something. The younger ones were carrying stuffed animals, the older ones were carrying five pounds. They're doing everything wow. we looked at. That's cool. It was great. Oh. And then and yeah, it's it's so much fun. And it's such it's such good just like the OCR community, the Gower community is the same way. Get out, get active, have fun with it. Um yeah. yeah. Just enjoy it. Oh, awesome. So, well, you're an inspiration, don't, you don't that's for go, sure. Boy. I appreciate it, and you don't always have to go as crazy as I do. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people One can. at a time, and then do all three. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, come try a light, yeah, as I said. If anybody has questions about some of the light stuff, give me a hit me up. Um, I'm also the ones. If anyone doesn't know, I post all the discount codes or like anything coming up in the group for GoRuck. So hit me up. It's like I said, if I don't know the answer, I know how to get the answer. Awesome, that is great. Okay, 
Ms. Austin. Terrific. Well, Mike, do, do, do you have anything else uh, to ask Virginia? Not, no. I mean, you guys have covered most of it. I mean, that was it was an amazing episode, and I, I, yeah. I know a lot more about GORUCK now than I did before. So. Yeah, my mission too. is to get Mike. Mike, I've got gear you can borrow. I need to get you into a light. Uh -huh. It's no All right, so we'll I'll do it with course. you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> How much yep. weight is it? Uh, we'll get uh, for you a light twenty pounds. No, oh, well, I wear a twenty-pound vest when I go into hike right now. So, so you do be twenty pounds per gear. So it would probably be well twenty pounds plus your water and whatever little food you're taking. So yeah. Yeah, yeah I carry. I have a twenty pound okay. vest that I've started wearing. So That's to try awesome. and up my up my workout and actually my plan is is to have start off with twenty and then as I lose weight every time I lose five pounds I'm going to put five pounds more weight in it so that I'll always oh, no matter how much weight I lose I'll still be working out at. My my yep. top weight. That's a great weight idea. Weight vests are awesome. Yeah, I, I've got a weight vest I use um, a couple days a week that has thirty pounds in it, and it's just different from a rock, just because it's distributed a little bit differently. But yeah, the weight vests are great. They're great tools. Um, for me, I always feel like I'm the most out of shape person while I'm wearing it, and then all yeah. of a sudden I take it off and I feel amazing. Oh, and that's yeah, like, I'll wear mine. I wear mine on the elliptical. I'll wear it when I go on my uh, walks with Dawn. Um, I've also been wearing it. Mm -hmm. I got a new uh, punching bag set up. I'll wear it while I'm doing that. I'll wear it during push-ups. I've just pretty much started wearing it mm -hmm. like for everything. Anytime I work out, I'm wearing the, yeah. the weight vest just to have that extra, extra something. Because I, I feel like I'm not. I'm trying to do something, but I'm not getting the results I want. So I needed to up it somehow. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, weight vest um, and rucking. If anybody is curious, uh, I know we're going to start weekly rucks here pretty soon um, in a couple of yep. different areas, you know. So that that will be really good. Um, if you don't have a ruck, I probably have a, one that you can borrow or some weight. Um, for most people, they start out with 10 to 20 and then build up. Um for me, I carry about 40 to 45 on training rucks when I go out for some distance. Um, and then I carry it, and then I'll wear a 30-pound weight vest and then use 40 and 60-pound sandbags as other stuff. And it's all great resistance training, just walking with a little bit of weight. Um, Elliot carries mm -hmm. a five-pound brick when she goes out with me. Oh. So literally, it's any skill level, any anything. You know, as I said, Maddie carries a stuffed animal. But you know oh. what? She's outside. She's walking. She's having fun. Yep. When is she not yep. having fun? I mean, that's just her personality. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, so yeah, if anybody's curious it. about doing a light, you know, hit me up, and I might have some gear that you can probably borrow for the event. Um. As I said, there's train wrecks that are going to be coming up here pretty soon. Weekly rucks, or I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get that starting awesome. here pretty soon. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much, Virginia. This has been such a fun talk and learning more about GORUCK and everything you went through, especially on, on the triple there. Holy cow. Amazing. Yeah. So the HTL, I will say this, the, in, you know, the HTL taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about what I was willing to do for a goal. Um, yeah. Mentally and physically challenging in every level you can imagine. And, yeah, it's the reason I'm doing it again, oh. I guess. I guess. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you're doing it. All right. <laughs> Yeah, can, weekend of the Seattle yeah. Beast, but it'll be good. Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. Holy cow. Oh, Neat. yeah. Oh. And I hate them when this invite the Seattle Beast, but. Oh, yeah, yeah that's always tough, but sometimes you got to you gotta pick and choose, you know, and then next time switch it around and heck, yeah. Yep. Oh, always. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been really fun kind of getting to talk about some of this oh, stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Great. And, and we'll have to do so it again sometime. Just get, yeah. We'll have to do it again sometime to get some more info on that GORUCK. So I definitely want to yeah. find out more about GORUCK and then talk about them again sometime. So that, that was good. Awesome. Yeah, and they're, they're doing a lot of great things for the community right now, and they're doing a lot of things for um, military as well. So it's it's been really fun to be part of it. Uh, so. Definitely. Great. Well, thank you All so right. much, Virginia. All right. Thanks, Kim and thank you. Karen. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at BeastOCR.com.